All right, folks. Welcome to Nino's Corner.tv. I got a very, very controversial subject, and I guess you could say controversial guest, but I love it. I love controversy, and uh, I'm joined with Michael Jones, the founder of the Culture Wars or just culturewars.com and Fidelity, fidelitypress.org. Uh, we're going to be talking about anti-Semitism today, folks. Um, and there's a lot here. There's a lot to discuss. What is seen on the surface is not what lies down deep beneath. So thank you for joining, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. you by the way, Michael or Mike? No, by, by the way, we have to clarify something here. There are so many Michael Joneses out there that you will never find me. You have to do E. Michael Jones. It's the it's the curse of having a common name here. So it's E. Michael Jones, and the, the website is culturewars.com. But uh, yeah, so so right now in, in the news, uh, you're probably shocked to hear that there is a, a huge surge of anti-Semitism and there are meetings all over. We just had a meeting here in South Bend, Indiana, uh, about this huge surge of anti-Semitism that is sweeping the nation. And what are we going to do about it? And so on and so forth. This is all a function of a group called the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League. Uh, this group was created uh, over 100 years ago, largely in reaction to the li the lynching of a Jew down south uh, by the name of Leo Frank. He was convicted of sexually molesting and murdering a 12-year-old girl that worked in his pencil factory. Uh, they appealed the case. Every time they appealed the case, it got uh, upheld. The Jews uh, at the ADL were not going to take no. These are basically New York Jews who were running the press at that time. They were not going to take no for an answer. They kept pressing the issue. And the more they pressed the issue, the more angry the people of Georgia got. Until finally, uh, they got a hold of the governor. They're, they're good at getting hold of uh, people in power. The, the Jews, organizations like IPAC control the Congress right now. So they got a hold of the governor and the governor... Uh, commuted uh, this Leo Frank's sentence and got out of town very quickly <laughs> because at that point, a mob of 2000 armed men marched on the Capitol. They had to set up a machine gun on the front uh, steps. Wow. He escaped to New York and a group of these angry Georgians uh, took the law into their own hands and lynched Leo Frank. Now, the man that, that raped the 12 year old. Right. The man and to what they were saying, in effect, is that the the man had been basically found guilty about seven different times, uh, both in local courts and the Supreme Court basically upheld the decision. And so they felt that they were going to basically just uh, carry out the law that the governor was refusing to carry out. He escaped to New York City, by the way, where he was create. He was uh, uh, given a ticker tape parade, basically, and made a, a national hero. But he wasn't a national hero in Georgia. He was basically he sold out to the Jews in New York City. That was the beginning of the ADL, and they have been the thought police in America ever since. And over this period of time, over the past century, it's uh, uh yeah, it's over a century now. They have acquired more and more political power. Is to it only? Point, but is it only respect of, as of the ADL only in the respect of Jews, or is it everything? Did they cover no, uh, women's rights? Uh, well, no. Yeah. What what you'll find is that they will uh, pretend to cover you know homosexual rights and all this other type of stuff. But all these people are basically proxy warriors for the Jews. 
So the big the big alliance was known as the Black Jewish Alliance. Mm. And that came into existence around the same time. Uh, the Jews created an organization called the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. So you're saying uh, ADL basically controls all these movements and these sub these groups and subgroups. Would the ADL be responsible for like Black History Month? Are they responsible for for LGBTQ? Are they respond? Are they behind the scenes in all this? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, just to give you a, an example, uh, South Bend, Indiana. Okay, suddenly the library announces they're going to have drag queen story hour. You know what that is? Yeah. Right. Okay. Transgender comes on there and reads okay. The so at this point, a local group uh, called the Proud Boys. It's a national organization. It's founded by Gavin McGinnis. They just show up. They don't say anything. They don't do anything. They just show up. So suddenly it's news. There's a confrontation. It's local news. So guess who shows up to defend Drag Queen Story Hour? The local head of the Anti-Defamation League. Now, what did what the Jews have to do with Drag Queen Story Hour? What, why is that? That's why my are, question. Yeah, good question. Well, because uh, if you want to know the real answer, I wrote a book, a big book called The Jewish Revolutionary Spirit. And what happened, what this book is, because uh, I wrote this in 2003 because the country just got dragged into a war with Iraq that had no uh, benefit for Americans, but it was a Jewish operation. It, they called Jews at that point neoconservatives or neocons. They were behind the war. And so I thought, I got to get to the bottom of this. So I went back and I realized this goes all the way back to the time of Jesus Christ. Wow. When, the Jew, when the Jews have to decide, are we going to accept our Messiah or are we going to reject him? Some Jews accepted him, and they became known as Christians. But the majority of Jews and the political entity known as the Jews, when you're talking about the Jews, you're talking about a political entity. It was called the Sanhedrin at that point. Now it's called major Jewish organizations like the ADL. They whipped up the Jewish people who called for his death. And at that point, when you turn on Jesus Christ, he's the Logos incarnate. When you when you attack Logos, you become a revolutionary because you're attacking the order of the universe. And that's what they've been for 2,000 years. So they support every revolutionary movement out there, which would mean in our day they would support homosexual marriage, transgenderism. Uh, in the 70s, they would support support uh feminism because that was the issue they always support any form of sexual liberation they are the people who are always behind pornography and they they were they also now. were the ones they're also the ones that supported women's liberation right right that's feminism in the 1970s feminism, right yeah in the in the 1930s it was communism and so the book is basically going all the way back through human history, how the Jews have supported. So you're every, saying you're saying every they've revolutionary been, movement. They've been behind all of it. Every and so, but, they, but I got a lot of people. My audience, I, I'm pretty sure I've got a lot of Jewish people watching. So we don't want to categorize all of them or lump them all of them into this, right? I mean, we're just what, talking about a specific group here of people that happen to be Jewish. I mean, explain this to me because I don't want to piss yeah. off my audience either. Right. So what did what did remember uh, the Kanye West thing? So Dave, Dave Chappelle 
comes on, does a brilliant monologue on Saturday Night Live, and he said, there are two words you should never put together, the and Jews. <laughs> now, what, what does that mean? That means he's, the Jews do not want you to say that there is a group that you can hold responsible for actions that you don't like. That's what they're saying. So I've been through this. I've been down this road so many times with so many different Jews. If you want to see, you can Google uh, Charles. Mockowitz. I've had I've I've had Jewish people on my show, and and they claim there is no such thing as like a Jewish mafia. What do you have to say to that? Well, have they ever heard of Meyer Lansky? Have you ever heard of Meyer Lansky? No, I have not. Well, if you don't know that word, you're not going to be able to come back. Uh, to tell them Meyer Lansky was one of the most uh, significant mafioso figures in uh, America in the 1920s. Have you heard about Mo Dalitz? No. Have you heard about the Jewish Navy? No. <laughs> these are, these are uh, what happened is, okay, the Jews create Hollywood and they become, in effect, the propaganda ministry for the United States of America. And at that point, they get involved uh, with J. Edgar Hoover, who's the head of the FBI, and they start cranking out propaganda films that distract you. Now, one of the main achievements of this was the mafia. In other words, the only people who are involved in organized crime in America are Italians. That's not true. No. That is simply not true. All of these people, if you want to talk about uh, like a lucky Luciano, okay, there were Italians. I'm not denying that. But they were always invariably working with the Jews or fighting with the Jews uh, in turf battles. And if you don't know who Meyer Lansky is or you don't know who Mo Dallas is or you don't know who the Jew what the Jewish Navy is, you don't know what you're talking about. The Jewish Navy was basically based in Cleveland during the 1920s, during Prohibition. Why was it the Jewish Navy? Because they used to have boats that went across Lake Erie or the river uh, between uh, Detroit, the Detroit River. Go to Canada, go to the Bronfman Brothers, pick up the booze and then bring it back to America and then sell it through all these Jewish speakeasies. The Jews yeah. were, were controlling these speakeasies in places like... Covington, Kentucky. Cincinnati is a Catholic city, German Catholic city. They don't like vice in the town, so they push the vice across the river to Sin City, which in this place is known as uh, Covington, Kentucky. And that's where you go if you want to have prostitution, gambling, and booze at this point. Mo Dallas was running this operation. The Jewish Navy ran the, the mob in Covington, Kentucky. The Mo Dalitz, okay, so what's the difference between, uh, let's say, Mo Dalitz and Al Capone? The difference is the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, because the Jews have an organization that will just try to destroy you if you say there's such a thing as a Jewish criminal or a Jew, the Jewish. Have the you Jewish been targeted? Mafia. Have you been targeted? Of course I have. Check, check. Google my name, and the first thing that will come up is the ADL's attack on me, because they they don't like what I'm saying. Uh, there's, You're still breathing. I know by the <laughs> great by the great by the grace of God. So, so, so let me this, let me ask you this real quick. Let's 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 get back a little bit. Are you a 
would you consider yourself also a a, a Holocaust denier? Because I've had some of them on my program that saying the Holocaust was the Jews were also behind that, and it was it never really happened the way that it's portrayed in history. I am I have written a book on the Holocaust that we're ready to send to the printer, and I'd be happy to discuss that book on your show. Go for but, it. But <laughs> we pull but, up uh, bunches we, here. Go we, for we, it. No, no. This is no. I'm I'm saying this is really serious. This is not a joke. This is not something you should joke around with because this allowed these people to take over our culture first, and then our government, and then our foreign policy. So wow. you got a guy. You got a guy. Now you you've heard that there's a war going on in the Ukraine, right? Did you know that this was a Jewish operation? No. Did you I've know heard that? that the Ukraine was filled with Nazis, neo-Nazis. Right. Uh, I've heard biolabs. I've heard all of that, but uh, not so did much you, about did, did you know that Zelensky is a Jew? It looks like I, I would imagine he is. Okay. Uh, he was promoted by a Jewish oligarch from the Ukraine. But it gets, it gets deeper now. Uh, you, we have uh, our Secretary of State guy named Anthony Blinken. He's a Jew. His his grandfather came from the Ukraine. These are there are consequences when you put people like this in positions of power. The first consequence, it's just a, a really interesting Twitter uh uh thread today. Michael Tracy put it up uh about uh Blinken and dialogue. Blinken doesn't know how to talk to people. He's a genius at breaking off negotiations. Why is that? Because he opens every, every time there's a conversation at the start, he's got in his mind, I have relatives who died in the Holocaust. Mm. When you have that in your mind, you are infallible. That means once you bring that up in a conversation, no one can disagree with you. Because right. you know, because you know what happens when you disagree with someone who says, "I have relatives who died." Anti-Semitic. They call you an anti-Semite. Yeah. And that shuts down every single discussion. Period. Same with being a white extremist or a bigot. You know, so if, so Holocaust denier. You would say you're a Holocaust denier. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm a Holocaust. I've done research into the Holocaust. I'm not going to call research Holocaust. Well, Do you know where the term came from? Do you know when it, who created it? No, tell me. Debbie Lipstadt. She's an academic from the uh, University of Georgia. She created that term in, I believe it was 1991, 92, the early 90s. Okay. She had just done, uh, had a trial. Uh, David Irving uh, sued her for defamation. She had this huge Jewish legal team behind her, and she she won the suit. And at that point, she created this term called Holocaust denial. What does it mean to deny the Holocaust? What do you mean? What do they mean by that? That it never happened, or it was. Well, what, you, what are you? Are you? Are, are, are you? Are I'm asking people, you because I don't. Know. Okay, because <laughs> are if, are you claiming that no Jew ever got uh, arrested by the Nazis and taken to? Auschwitz? No, no, I mean, I've seen the no video. One, no one I've denies seen. that. No, no one, one denies, denies that. that. And I can't deny I mean, I've seen the video of them being thrown into mass graves and right. dirt poured over them. So I know that it happened, but is it to the extent that it happened? What am I missing well, here? What, well, that, what is a Holocaust I, denier? 
Okay, I'll tell you what you're missing. Okay, so one of the most source of the most horrendous photographs was Bergen Belsen. Okay, Bergen Belsen was to the west. Uh, the, the when the Russian army approached Auschwitz, they gave the people, including Ailey Wiesel, by the way, the choice of you can stay and be captured by the Russians or you can move west and go to another camp. Well, that camp was Bergen-Belsen. At that point, a lot of people started moving west. The whole infrastructure is collapsing now because of the Allied bombing, saturation bombing of Germany. As a result of that, uh, the water has been contaminated. People are not getting through, and people are dying like flies. Bergen-Belsen, I think, was created for maybe 5,000 people. It's got 50,000 people now. Wow, okay. Overwhelming the food, overwhelming all of the infrastructure. And so when the British troops show up at Bergen-Belsen, what do they see? Corpses all over the place. Now, that's a, a, a what I call a category of reality. Those corpses were real. Those people died. But then the question is, well, how did they die? And that's where you begin to see the imposition of the Holocaust narrative on that story. I, I've had people come on my show say that it was impossible for even the gas chambers to exist. I, I do you know? Do you have any intel on that? Like cause they were saying that it's actually impossible for them to. Uh, incinerate that many people at a time. Well, and, uh, first of all, you're talking about two different things. You're talking about crematoria and gas chambers. They're two different things. Okay, so maybe there, there, there were crematoria at Auschwitz because uh, uh, they had <clears throat> to get people were dying and they simply couldn't bury all the people that were dying. And so they had to incinerate the bodies. They had pro uh, professional, uh, like funeral director uh, cr crematoria. But okay, uh, gas chambers then. Okay, the gas chamber story happened at the beginning of the war. So were there gas chambers at Auschwitz? The answer is there were, but they didn't put people in them. They put clothes in them. So this, this happened happened before World War I. Okay, you have a situation where you've got uh, Russians, Russian Jews who are leaving because of the pogroms. They are heading west they want to go to america in order to go to america you have to go to hamburg to get on a ship in order to go to hamburg you have to cross into germany and when you cross into germany you're talking about the most advanced hygienic nation in the world they are the people who created this type of hygiene from one of the most primitive places in europe which is basically the middle ages hygiene of the middle ages so as soon as they got to the border they had to take off their clothes they were taken in and giving showers while their clothes were being fumigated. Their hair was shaved off. Then they got their clothes back on. They put them back on and they put them on the train and they went off to. So they Humboldt. didn't get gassed. The clothes got gassed with Cyclone B because it was a very effective fumigant and insecticide that killed lice, which were the main vector for typhus, which was one of the main epidemics that would break out periodically uh, in Europe. Did 6 million Jews die in the Holocaust in the World War II? Or is that? Are you are you asking me? I'm asking do you. I, do yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, this is fascinating. Do I, have, do I have a count? Do I have a count? No. I mean, is I, it exaggerated? It, is it about no one, that? No one knows. No one knows because the a, groups like the ADL are prohibiting research into this thing. The Red Cross kept numbers. There were tables uh, of people who died. 
uh, uh, they were compiled at Auschwitz by the Germans who were in charge there. Uh, no one knows. And the point of this is uh, you are not allowed to question this. If you live in Germany and someone asks you that question, you have to jump up and run out the door because if you give the wrong answer, you will go to jail. And this is precisely what happened to Bishop Williamson. Uh, and uh, Bishop, uh, who was asked that question, was led into a trap uh, in the uh, 1990s. No, no, it was after that. It was the early 2000s. Uh, led into a trap by a Swedish uh, TV show uh, and used to basically uh, attack the Catholic Church when uh, Pope Benedict was in power because he was a German and they knew he was vulnerable. This is fascinating. So what's your thoughts on, 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 you know, everyone's paying attention right now to Kanye West. He's coming out saying a lot of anti-Semitic things. Uh, I'm surprised he uh, hit. So how, put... so how did that start? How did how it did, start? How did it start? He tweeted something started off by talking about his Jewish personal trainer. Right. That, that, that threatened him as well. Correct. Well, so the guy, he tweets that this guy, my personal trainer, has sent me a tweet. He, he published it in which he said, basically, uh, if you don't stay with my program, I'm going to shoot you full of drugs and you can kiss your children goodbye. You'll never be able to visit your children. So Kanye West is outraged at this. He tweets that. And then he says this thing about going DEFCON 3 on the Jews, whatever that yeah, means. I, need, yeah. I didn't even know what that meant. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's what set this thing off. Now, at a certain point, we were uh, my people were negotiating with his people to try and have a meeting because I know things that he really should know. Uh, because You're trying was, to set up a meeting with Kanye? Right. And it didn't work. OK, we were uh, it didn't work. Next thing I know, there's a picture of him. Uh, he's on his private jet. He's flying off to Texas with uh, Nick Fuentes and Milo. And he goes on Alex Jones and he rants for about three hours wearing some type of weird face cover. Yeah, and how he loves Nazis. And he, he mentioned the two magic words. He mentioned Adolf and Hitler. Right. And at that point, there was a big celebration at ADL headquarters because that's exactly what they hoped he would say. He didn't stay on point. He should have stayed on point and said, wait a minute, I want to talk about my Jewish trainer. So wait, wait, wait threat. a second. Wait a second. Do you think they made him do that? No, they didn't make him do it. No, talk about Hitler's Adolf Hitler. I mean, that way it just makes him look absolutely crazy. Right. I think it does. I think it's basically once you say that. But maybe they, they put him up to it. And they said, no, ah, no, no. Look, what do you think? He just went off script. I think he's upset. OK, and what he should have gone and said is basically, look, I, I was upset at my personal trainer. I said some things. And next thing I know, these people attacked me. I lost a billion dollars within 48 hours. Now, nobody should have this power. Nobody should. This is the ADL that went after him, the group that we've been talking about the whole time. Nobody should have the power to wreck your life, steal your money, uh, destroy your business, because you said something that these people don't like. That is completely un-American. That's not the way this country works. We have protection against government. It's called the First Amendment. But we don't have protection against these kind of private entities that have basically taken over our culture and now determine what we're allowed to say. And if you say something that the ADL doesn't like, they will go after you and try and ruin you. 
Now well, the ADL not- is is really behind every movement, deceptively. They've been behind. They've been deceptively behind every real movement in America that has. Look, I'm going. Where did I get this idea? There was a guy, a rabbi, by Louis Israel Neumann. He wrote a book, and in that book, he said the Jews have been behind every revolutionary movement in history throughout Europe and the United States. That's his claim, not my claim. I wrote the Jewish revolutionary spirit to basically update and substantiate a claim that was made by a rabbi. Now, uh, what, those revolutionary movements, Arianism in the third century, everybody thinks it's a heresy, but it was a political movement. The Hussite movement uh, in Bohemia, which is now the Czech Republic, also by Jews, uh, on and on and on, all the way up to uh, gay marriage. Homosexual Homosexuality is a political movement, among other things. It's a political movement. If I say the Jews are behind gay marriage, the ADL calls me an anti-Semite. A lady by the name of Amy Dean wrote an article in Tikkun, magazine which is a jewish magazine and she said the jews are behind gay marriage if it weren't for jews we wouldn't have gay marriage now how is this possible how can i get in trouble for saying the same thing that the jews are saying about themselves the answer to that is the adl primarily sblc is also a jewish organization everyone in america is under this threat right now because these people have way too much power if you get out of line, they can ruin you. And the proof of it is Kanye, Kanye West. You know, that's yeah. what happened. Let's talk about, you know, I know you've, I, I think you've thrown some salt at uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro. What What's the story with these guys? I mean, I, I don't like a lot of the things they say. Uh, I feel like there's ulterior motives here. Uh, I like Jordan Peterson, but I can't say that I agree with Ben Shapiro. So what, what what's your beef with uh, Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson? Well, Jordan Peterson is now working for Ben Shapiro. Interesting. I didn't he, know that. He, yeah, he joined. He signed the contract for the Daily Wire. Really? Okay, which is Shapiro's operation. So what's wow. what is so Shapiro keeps talking about conservatism. It's not really about conservatism. It's about the Jewish control of conservatism. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, so, uh, so Ben Shapiro shows up here in South Bend. The Right to Life organization pays him $25,000 to give a speech, and he talks about basically nothing. Talks about, these are people, South Bend is a right to, is a pro-life town. We've been against abortion for, for decades, ever since Roe versus Wade. So uh, it, what's the most significant event that took place before he showed up was the fact that Roe versus Wade got overturned. So he shows up and give a speech that's just, just blah, 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 everything we do. So I have to go up and be, go to the microphone and I'd say, Ben, look, something significant has taken place. 400, it was 140 at that time. 140 Jewish organizations have now said that abortion is a fundamental Jewish value. Before I can even finish what I'm saying, so I'm saying about it, he says, no, that's not true. Well, wait a minute. Why is it not true? It's in the newspaper. These people, there's a rabbi in Florida all across the country now. Jews 
are going to the state legislatures and they're saying exactly what I just said. Well, Ben Shapiro doesn't want to say that because it makes Jews look bad in front of a, a, a pro-life audience. So he keeps arguing with me and I keep coming back and say, Ben, I, I, I great. So you had a, you had a debate with them right then and there an argument. Right at, yeah. Right in the room at, at, in wow. South Bend, Indiana. So I'm saying, look, Ben, I understand that you're pro-life. I understand you don't like abortion, but you're not the Jewish Pope. There is no Jewish Pope here. This is majority rules when it comes to the Jews. And all now 400 Jewish organizations have said that abortion is a fundamental value. You can't argue with that. You can say you're pro-life. You know a rabbi is pro-life. That's great. But that's not what the Jews are. The Jews are a political entity. They've all come together now, and they're saying, we support abortion. That's been the fundamental change. Were they behind? Were they initially behind Roe versus Wade? They, the Jews gave us abortion. So we have to go back before Roe versus Wade to New York. I mean, can we call them Luciferians or Satanists? I mean, what is this? I mean, if they're behind every movement, I mean, are they, are they the occult? I mean, (laughs) what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say in the gospel of St. John? He gets into an argument with the Jews. The Jews are bragging about their DNA. They say, we are the seed of Abraham. And Jesus Christ says to the Jews, your father is Satan. Now, does that answer your question? That's Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. Maybe he's my Lord and Savior too, as well. Okay, so, so but so I, we, I'm not we, very, well, very, and I'll say this openly: I'm not very well versed on the Bible. So, well, you go back and you read Chapter Seven of the Gospel of Saint John, just to make sure that I'm telling you the truth right now. Jesus so they're Christ, the they are the Jews are of the blood of Satan. Cain is it? Would it be Cain? The G- blood of did Cain. G- did Jesus Christ say that? So what? So now we update it. Let's update it right now. If you if if abortion is a fundamental <laughs> Jewish value, you do not worship Yahweh. hundred percent, I agree. Okay. Well, who do you worship then? Who did who did when Moses left Egypt? Who did the Hebrews worship when he was up on the mountain? They worshipped the golden calf. The golden calf is a symbol of Moloch. Correct. Right. Mo- How do you worship Moloch? By which is offering- which is we're seeing today. Ton of that happening. That has reemerged. How do you worship Moloch? You offer your children up in sacrifice to Moloch. And that's that is abortion. On. And that's abortion. That's obvious. So there's a continuity here. I'm not making this up. No. You're here. You know, I'm saying it's got it is a continuity that has always been part of Jewish identity. Now, when you're talking about Hebrews, there was a conflict between the good Jews, the good Hebrews, and the bad Hebrews. They were always backsliding. God forgave them. They came back. But the crucial moment came when Jesus Christ arrived, because now you have to make an irrevocable decision. And what did the Jews decide? Let his blood be on us and our children. That's what Matthew said. That's what they're saying. Now, did every Jew say crucify him? Did, did Jesus Christ's mother say crucify him? She had the same idea. No, of course not. When you talk about the Jews, you're talking about the political entity that mobilizes these people for political purposes. It was called the Sanhedrin then. It's called the ADL, IPAC, all those organizations now. That's fascinating. So let's make that clear for my audience. We're not 
discrediting all Jews here, just a certain group behind these movements, correct? We are saying that the Jews killed Christ. Right, but then some Jews also followed Christ. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So and I, and just... I, I, I know, but the Jews that follow Christ are not known as Jews now. They're, They're known Christians. as Christians. Right. So we as Christians are the children of Moses. That's our identity. And that's why it's confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> um, Michael, I let's talk about the FBI hit list for a second for conservative Catholics. What's going on there? Um, I've heard of this. I heard the FBI just put, they just put this out, correct? Yeah, it was just about two weeks ago. That the right, story that's when broke. I saw it. What yeah. is going on here? And, and you're so, saying, what? Okay, so basically there's a, a, a whistleblower, uh, uh, FBI agent from the off, the Richmond office of the FBI. He's, I, I think he got fired. So he's going to expose what's going on. Comes up with a list in the FBI files of, conservative Catholic, basically domestic terrorists, you know, Catholic why are they labeled domestic terrorists? Because what's their reasoning? There's a threat here. These are whites. It's all of the bad things that the FBI is now going after. By the way, the justice department is run by a Jew now. Okay. And that, so the Jew, his name is Merrick Garland. And so what's going to happen here is that he's going to use the FBI as a weapon to go at people the Jews don't like. That is, for one thing, it's pro-lifers now. They've got a crusade. There was a guy, John Halk, who was arrested, uh, pro-lifer, Catholic pro-lifer from outside of uh, Philadelphia. 25 FBI agents show up at gunpoint with guns drawn and drag this guy off. He was put on trial. The Justice Department is going after him. The FBI is going. And he was put on trial. And he was acquitted. And the whole case was laughed out of court because the Jews are now weaponizing law enforcement to go after people they don't like. That's what's going on here now. So this what this list is part of that weaponization. So it turns out when they publish the list, I'm thinking, wait a minute. I know about this list. I'm on this list. This, culture Wars. You're on of, the list. Yeah. Well, I mean, Culture Wars is my magazine. My yeah. name isn't on it. But Culture Wars is known as a hate group. Well, first of all, Culture Wars is a magazine. It's not a hate group. And I know how I got on the list. Okay? I was, so you're expecting the FBI to come busting down your door and take you away any day now? Well, if if Merrick Garland has its way, yeah, if they follow the list, sure. That's that's the whole point of the list. They've weaponized the FBI to go after people Jews don't like. And Jews do not like Catholics who are against abortion. So let I me ask, guarantee you that. Let me ask you something that's confusing to me, because obviously Trump has exposed how the FBI is weaponized. They've tried to do raids at his house, but yet Trump still backs Israel. What's your thoughts on Trump? <laughs> You're going to have ask Donald Trump that question. I it doesn't make any sense. This is exact. It's not just Donald Trump. I mean, Take, you're making me think now in a in a deeper level, in a deeper sense that maybe the Jews are behind this whole thing. Maybe they even got depends. Trump in their back pocket. I don't know. Well, he certainly did everything they wanted, and then when he did that, they turned on him. So he get, get, he look at look at the way Benjamin Netanyahu treated this guy. You know, 
he throws him under the bus uh, right when the, he needed his support at the election. First guy to recognize Biden as president is Benjamin Netanyahu after yeah. Trump did all this type of stuff. So has Trump learned anything? Has he learned a lesson here? There's a lesson to be learned uh, because uh, even if you lick their boots, they'll kick you in the teeth. That's the lesson to be learned because it was Jews that went after Donald Trump. It was Chucky Schumer and it was the what's the guy in the in the house? Another Jew in the house. They were the leading lead, leading the charge against Ship Donald Jew? Trump. Yeah, Schiff. Yeah, Schiff. Yes, Schiff. Yes, Schiff. Yeah, Schiff is a Jew. Yes. Wow, this is fascinating. Is there any way I could get you on for another segment? Sure. Just let set me up and you, you should look at I mean you can look into this if I can send you articles that we've written in culture wars. I, I've got you. I think I've got your email address. Uh, just uh, tell me when you want me to come on again. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a show in, in another couple of weeks. Dive yeah. deeper into this. I would really yeah. like to dive deeper into this. This is good to scratch the surface, get everyone acquainted with you. And then let's, let's dive deeper in the next segment. Good. Good. So E Michael Jones, culture wars.com culture wars.com. Also, fidelitypress.org. Uh, Mike, where can people find you besides those other two those two places? That's it. That's pretty much it. And the point I have to make here is that the ADL has gone after me, uh, got me off of Amazon. So if you want the books like the Jewish Revolutionary Spirit, where I have the whole 2,000-year story, you have to go to culturewars.com or fidelitypress.org. You can't do the Google search. Do not search for me in Google because I've already told you the first thing that's going to come up is the ADL attack on me. And the second thing that comes up is going to be the SPLC attack on me. Got you. Maybe I can get you and Ben Shapiro on for a debate. Sure. I've already, <laughs> we've already had the debate. I've already had this debate. And, and we, and we, we never got bring a, it to be good. We, we never got around to talking about Jordan Peterson either. I, I'll, oh, I'll let's, let's touch on that for a second. Let's talk about Jordan Peterson just for a second. Go ahead. All right. He got he just got hired by the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is a Jewish operation. As soon as he signs that contract, I see this picture. There he is with Ben Shapiro beaming in the background, shaking hands with Benjamin Netanyahu. Did, wow. did you but Jordan Peterson is not a Jew, correct? No, no, not at all. He's a Canadian. So so why why would it be in his Best interest to sign with Shapiro. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I just because they'll make, because because they give him a ton of money because the Jews control the media and so they can make you a superstar overnight. I can't I can't click on uh, YouTube without getting ten videos from Jordan Peterson. Now. Right, and I see the same thing. Correct. Okay, so what does Jordan Peterson do? What do they do? The first thing they do out of the box after he signs on the dotted line. They send him to Ephesus, which is in Turkey now. This is where, uh, and he gives a speech on Logos. What's Logos? Logos is the Greek word for reason. There is one guy in the world who has written a book with Logos in the title, and you're talking to him. Okay, uh, my book, Logos Rising, uh, is available at uh, culturewars.com. It's about the fundamental reality of the universe. It's a history of philosophy. Anybody who went to college and didn't get the philosophy course they should have should read this book. Now, that's been out for a couple of years now. I am the Logos guy. 
whether I deserve it or not, that's the guy. So suddenly, why is Jordan Peterson going to Ephesus talking about Logos? I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll listen to the talk. So you can find this on YouTube. You probably can't avoid it on YouTube. He's standing in front of the library of Celsus. This is Ephesus is the place where Heraclitus first used the word logos in Greek philosophy. It is the place where St. John took that word and made it the first sentence, one of the first three sentences of his gospel. In the beginning, there was logos. Logos is with God, Logos is God. So it's a very important place. And Jordan Peterson stands up there and makes an ass out of himself because he doesn't understand what he's talking about. Wow. He got promoted way above his pay grade. He's a psychologist. He got famous by telling you to clean up your room. And now he's going to jump into metaphysics. Watch yeah. that man. Watch that man make an ass out of himself. Let me ask but you I, this. I, I've, I've seen in some of his videos, he was starting to turn to Christ more and speak about God more. Would you say they saw that and they saw that coming? So they snatched him on, took him to the dark side, so to speak. Look, uh, we are all subjected to temptations in this world. And uh, one of the biggest temptations is money. Uh, can we turn down a lot of money? Did you, did you follow the Steven Crowder story? Well, no, he was making his own platform or something like that, wasn't he? Well, he started off that Daily Wire made him an offer. Same he turned it that, down, correct? He, tur he turned down $50 million. Can you imagine how much Jordan Peterson is getting if they're giving, they were going to give Steven Crowder $50 million? Wow. Wow. And then, so you have a lot of admir ad uh, admiration for Steven Crowder then. Well, I mean, he turned it down. Then he blew this whole thing up. He said, I'm not going to tell you who it was. But, and then it comes out immediately, it's a daily wire. And what happened here is, oh, it was some big conservative, big conservative attacking little conservative. No, that's not what it is. It's Jews trying to control the narrative by buying up conservatives, people they consider conservative. They want to control both sides of the street, both sides of the aisle. And so they buy up these conservatives and suddenly, hey, Jordan Peterson's a shill for Israel now. Wow. Is that coincidence? No, no. Wow. And I would imagine they bought up Joe Rogan as well, correct? I don't know. You have to ask Joe Rogan that. I don't uh, – no, he's not – first of all, no, he's not working for the Daily Wire. But on the other hand, do you have certain speech controls? I mean, we obviously do not have the speech control here. We're not in – we're not uh, controlled by thought control, Jewish thought control, because we're discussing all these important issues right now. But do they do? Does Joe Rogan do that, or is there some? Not anymore. Not anymore. I haven't seen him do it in a long, 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 long time. You're talking about the fundamental taboo of our culture, and Kanye West. <sighs> Kanye West started talking about it, and Dave Chappelle hit the nail on the head. Okay, if you want to talk about this, you're going to get in trouble. And so, what's the lesson to uh, Kanye? It's in it. Dave Chappelle said it. Put your chain on, nigga. <laughs> it's a gold chain. What do you what do you think Jordan Peterson has around his neck? It's a gold chain. Now gold is really expensive. We give you a lot of money, but it's still a chain and they can yank that chain anytime mm. they want to. Interesting. Wow. So you're saying they're buying up all the conservative hosts. Well, you That's tell me. Yeah. Did they buy did, did 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 they buy up Jordan Peterson? 
They didn't yeah. buy up Steven Crowder. They bought it. And so, 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 Steve, so is he is he in jeopardy, Steven Crowder, right now since he didn't play ball? I don't know. I don't know. They were they 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 were not happy. Ben Shapiro was not happy. He yanked Candace Owen. Apparently, has a gold chain around her neck too, because she started attacking Stephen Crowder. I don't know whether you saw that. This is after after she shows up with Kanye. I've also noticed they're they're all going. They're all uh, siding with DeSantis. DeSantis uh, has his own deal with the Jews. DeSantis is like Trump 2.0 in this regard. Uh, and I admire a lot of the stuff he's done, you know, the COVID stuff, the attack on Disney World. By the way, we have a great article by uh, one of uh, Elisa Rangel, a young uh, lady from Mexican heritage, uh, who did absolutely great article on Disney and the Jews. She comes from Florida. She knows about she uh, uh, all these. She knows the story both personally and she did a lot of research. There's a lot of fascinating material and it's available at culturewars.com. Thank you so much, Michael Jones. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for uh, 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 an intense uh, no holds barred discussion. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm I'm kind of aloof to this. I I'm just a seeker of knowledge and truth. That's it. You know, I just want to know That's all we are. We're all That's that. all I want, man. That's it. That's right. That's, when you when and, the uh, mind finds the truth, the mind is at rest. You know when you found the truth because you're satisfied, your mind is at rest. Thank you so much, Michael Jones. Everybody, you can get his books at uh, you said culturewars.com? Yep. Yep. Okay. God bless you, sir. Thank you for your fight. Thank you.